welcome back to the DRM Podcast. I am your host, Eddie. I am really excited for today's episode, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Amen. Praise God. Well, today I have the honor and the privilege of closing out this series on my rhythm, His grace. But before I get into it, I really encourage you to go back and listen to one of the last three episodes. Last week, we had Josue Ibarra. The week before that, we had Judah Bryant. And then I kicked off the series the week before that. And I know that one of these three episodes will challenge you in your everyday life. Uh, These episodes give you the opportunity to stop and to examine your everyday routine, your rhythm, your schedule, and they will give you the opportunity to ask yourself, is the Lord in my rhythm? Is he in my everyday life, in my schedule? And am I willing to allow him to disrupt it, to lead me and guide him, guide me? Am I, am I willing to allow the grace of God to come in and say, no, this is the pace that we're going to go at today. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And so I really encourage you to, again, listen to one, at least one of the last three episodes. All right. Praise God. Well, let's do it. Let's start off with scripture. Luke chapter 10. Yes, we are going to Luke chapter 10 and we are going to begin with verse 30. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. And this is what the word of God says. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Verse 32. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at that place, came and looked, and passed by on the other side. Verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, As he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. Verse 35. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. Hmm. I want to start off with this. You know, I am, I'm 27 and my early 20s were full of me. (laughs) That's the best way I can, I can, I can put it. They were just full of me, my wants, my needs, making sure that that I was taken care of. And so I'm going to open up here and and share really what my early 20s looked like, okay? Um, From the moment that I was really, yeah, I would say 20. From the moment that I was 20 to about 26, I got to experience a lot of ministry, all right? So, you know, long story short, I got saved in high school, I immediately gravitated, or you could say the door was open for me to to be surrounded by the leaders in ministry, right? Uh, from the moment that I got saved, I, I just uh, 
somehow found a way to be with the right crowd, you could say, with the leadership crowd, right? So whether it was the the leadership group for the youth group and, and the youth pastor, I somehow always found myself at, at, at their house, at their events, hanging out with them. And that really kind of happened all the way through the through the age of 26, you know, so I was in some kind of ministry, whether it was, you know, leading setup and tear down, whether it was kind of, you know, making sure the sound and, and the mics and everything was ready to go. Also just leading, you know, youth and leading small groups. Um, fast forward to being a young adult intern and, and helping run young adults. And then from there, fast forwarding into becoming a youth pastor and from there fast forwarding into going to the Bible college and now having my own ministry. And so I have always been surrounded uh, and, and been in ministry. And through that, all right, I have made a lot of mistakes, man, so many mistakes, but I'm so thankful for God's grace and his mercy and his love. I'm so thankful for Jesus. I'm so thankful for the people that haven't given up on me. Why am I sharing all this? Okay, so let's let's go back to when I was 20. When I was 20, I had this fire burning deep within me for the Lord and for wanting to share the word of God, right? Wanting to be on stage and have that mic and, and just making sure I was doing it for the Lord. <laughs> and with that being said, because I was so... Uh, on fire and tenacious and wanted it all, I created my own path. And as I created my own path, I created my own rhythm. And as I created my own rhythm, I created my own pace. Pace and rhythm, rhythm and pace, they, they, they go uh, with one another. And what do I mean by that? See, from the moment that I hit 20 and I was surrounded by uh, all these people, all these amazing people, and, and, and I was close to the stage, right? I was close to, um, you know, leadership. I, I created a rhythm that I was in control of, meaning in my rhythm, in Eddie's world, I chose when to slow down. I chose when to speed up. I chose who to talk to. I chose who not to talk to. I chose who to use. I chose who to say, okay, I'm done with you. See you. I was in control. It was my rhythm and there really wasn't any grace. It was my rhythm. What is grace? I didn't even know or I wasn't aware or I chose not to know, we could say. And so from the moment that I was 20 until I got to the age of 26, it was my rhythm, making sure that I was good, making sure that uh, I was in control of every situation, making sure that I got what I needed to get done that day and whatever. I don't care if anybody else got hurt, if, if I hurt feelings, emotions, if I cross people. If I used them, I didn't care at all. And that continued 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. 
And looking back, man, I used and hurt so many people in ministry. On the way of trying to get on that stage and holding that mic because I wanted to glorify God and I wanted to share his word. On the way to that position, I hurt his children. I used his children. I made it about me. And as as long as I was good that day, as long as I did what, what I had to do, man, I ran through people's feelings and emotions. I didn't worry about their needs or didn't want to. And man, that that was that looking back, that's so twisted. And maybe most likely, yes, when I get to heaven, I'll know. And hopefully I'll see these people that I crossed that I hurt. You know, most of these people blocked me. Most of these people uh, chose to get away from me, chose to say all these negative things. And to be honest, it's fair. I deserved it. We could say, man, no, it could probably been handled better. Yeah, I get it. But ultimately, their reaction was a byproduct of years of me abusing our relationships and 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 using them and and not loving them and and just kind of bypassing their needs. So, you know, you you live and learn. I've learned a lot, and that's why I'm speaking on this today. And so, like I said, from 20 to 26 years of age, it was my rhythm and there wasn't any grace. And so, what does that do? Well, it creates this cycle of 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 death. Really, for for me, that's what it. That's where I was. I was in the cycle of death, where really life wasn't being produced. See, yes, doors were opened forcefully by me manually, and ultimately I did get to the top, whatever that means. I, I you know, I became a youth pastor. Had the mic as a young adult intern and got to speak and and all these different things. But when I got up there, man, it was lonely. <laughs> there was still a void. There was so much damage when I looked behind me. And I was like, wow, yeah, that man, that, that actually wasn't worth it. That that wasn't for the Lord. And so now I'm at a place where I'm like, man, I I can't do that again. I can't allow myself to go back to that place. I cannot, I I can't afford to do that because I know how many people I hurt along the way, how many people I betrayed, how many people I used, how many people I probably discouraged from from the Lord. And I I caused them to leave the church because I know I did. I know there's people that left the church because of me. And how uh, I treated them and how I used them to get to the top, you know, on the way of of trying to get to the top of ministry. And so the reason I'm sharing all of this, and and it really does tie down with the scripture that that I just shared, okay? Uh, Because, you know, when, when it's all about us, when it's all about our rhythm and our pace, 
we're so caught up in our own little world. And we often think that's a good thing, right? Because I have to get A, B, and C done in order for, um, you know, this, this, and this to happen. And, and we're like, no, I need to have my own rhythm, my own pace to make sure that I get through my day and, and everything's good and I don't fall behind. But really, if we're not careful, just like me, that becomes self-centeredness. You are so focused on yourself that you are bypassing every single opportunity to love, to encourage, to build up, to meet needs, to be a vessel for the Lord. And when I finally realized that and it clicked, I was like, oh man, Lord, I can't change my early 20s but I can definitely learn from it and I can make sure that that doesn't happen again. And what does this have to do with Luke chapter 10 and all those verses that I shared? Great question. Let's go back to Luke chapter 10 and let's go back to verse 31, right? So verse 31 says, Now by chance a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, Levi, when he arrived at that place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. See, I intentionally was like that priest and like that Levite in my early 20s. Because I was so caught up on where I wanted to go, I would ignore the needs around me. I would ignore the opportunities to stop and drop what I was doing and help the people that were around me, ministering to them, loving them, meeting their needs, being the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single time I bypassed that because I was like, nope, this is my schedule today. This is my rhythm and that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to make it. And nothing can stop me. Man. And I'm just looking at my life. <laughs> I wish I could take that back. I wish I could take those moments back. Now look. I know God. And I know how faithful he is. And I know Jesus and how good he is. And I am confident in this. That just because I neglected his sons and daughters doesn't mean that he did. So I'm willing everything that I have to, to, to say this, that even though I neglected his sons and daughters in that moment and I wasn't willing to allow my rhythm to get disrupted, he was still faithful to send somebody else laborers across their path. So, I'm not condemned, but it's a real thing. This is, this is real, right? These are people. These are God's... Uh, children and so when that clicked it, it was like this this heaviness of of like man you you need to honor the people that come across your path eddie and so i want you to even start thinking about that as well you know are you are you honoring the people that you come across that come across your life whether you know them or not 
Are you honoring them in, in your conversations and, and taking time out of your day, getting off your phone, making eye contact and, and, and listening to them and being willing to, to minister to them, to meet their meet any needs that they may have? That's that's what I had to ask myself. And so I, I don't ever want to be like that priest or like that Levite that I, where I'm so caught up on where I need to go, where I'm so caught up in making sure A, B, C, and D are getting done that I bypass just being a brother to somebody else, right? Me, being there for them. And so I, I want you even right now to really ask yourself that, you know, like, are, are you maybe like that priest or like that Levite? Do you get so caught up in your day and the things that you have to do that you're not really open to the Lord maybe disrupting that rhythm, that pace to use you to bless somebody, right? To encourage somebody. And look, I get it. I get it. We have jobs. Not only do we have jobs, some of you are in school as well, and you have all these things to get done, but we still have to be intentional about saying, Lord, I am a willing vessel. You have my yes. You can disrupt my pace. You can disrupt my rhythm. And I know that if it really is my rhythm, but your grace, your grace will come in and, and it will equip me for, for whatever the need is. Right? And so let, let, let me keep reading here. Verse 33 then says, But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought to him an inn, to an inn, and took care of him. Verse 35, On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. Man, I want my life to be like the life of that Samaritan. He was on his way to take care of business. He was on his way to get A, B, C, and D done. He had a plan for the day. But the moment he saw that man, he said, nope, that can wait. No, no, that, that can wait. I'm going to go love on him. I'm going to go meet his need need i'm going to take care of him and what's amazing in that when we're willing to say yes when we're willing to allow things to get disrupted your rhythm your pace and say yes to the lord not only is his grace going to come in and it's going to equip you and empower you but it's going to provide what you need for that moment the finances the the, the words of encouragement, the, the decision-making, right? What, whatever it is, that grace coming in, you inviting the Lord into your rhythm, right? You then become one. And it's going to be so much fun, empowering. There's so much freedom in that. Because the Lord knows the things that are on your heart, the, the things that you need to do, the things that need to be completed for the day. But in His grace... He gives you the ability and leads you and guides you. And he'll be like, hey, I know you have to get that done. But look, take a detour. Go, go talk to that person for five minutes. Go encourage them. 
Yeah, yes, yes, I know you have to do that. But can you please just slow down real quick and allow me to use you in this moment? I want to be like that Samaritan. I never want to get so caught up in my daily routine and my rhythm and my pace that I tie that, that I don't give the Lord the opportunity to use me, right? I don't ever want to put him in a box. And so this parable is is life-changing if we get it. And so look, before we move forward, okay, I, I really want to ask you these three questions. So write these down. Number one, question number one, what is your initial reaction when your rhythm and pace gets disrupted? Yeah, I went there. <laughs> Again, what is your initial reaction when your rhythm and pace gets disrupted? What do you do? What's the first thing that comes to mind? What's the first thing that you do? Number two. When there's a, a disruption to your rhythm and to your pace, what is your focus? What is your immediate focus in that moment? And number three. When all that goes down, how do you move forward? How do you get out of that? Is it self-motivation? Come on, you know, encouraging yourself. Do you go straight to the Word, to the Lord? How do you move forward? I encourage you to ask yourself those three questions. Write it down. Invite the Lord in. So let's talk about let's talk about reaction versus a response, okay? A reaction, right? So I know for me, when whenever my rhythm, my pace gets disrupted, my initial reaction for me is to immediately get in my feelings, <laughs> right? Allowing my feelings to manifest, whether it's you know, being upset, frustrated, angry, like that's going to come out. It's going to manifest. That is my initial reaction. What is yours? Do you shut down? Do you avoid it? Suppress it? What's your initial reaction? And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because there is a difference between our reactions and our responses. And I think a lot of the times we tend to stay a little longer. We tend to camp a little longer. We tend to give our reactions, uh, you know, uh, more time that we should. And, and, and we really we really allow those reactions to, to be drawn out longer than they should. We, we live there longer than we should. See... Your reactions are fine. They're part of your emotions, and God gave us emotions. But when we allow our reactions to drive our decisions, when we allow our reactions to uh, 
you know, to to really prevent us from getting things done, you know, we've already lost the battle. See, it's okay to have a reaction, but you need to respond in the right way. So again, I get in my feels. I get angry, upset, whatever it is, and I let that play out. But then I go to a response, right? I need to respond. And the way I respond is by immediately speaking to the Lord, getting in the word and allowing the word to, you know, to, to then lead me and guide me. Right. And so uh, you, you have to make the choice. Are you going to stay and, and run with that reaction? Or are you going to allow that reaction to happen and then respond with the word of God? Right, by talking to the Lord, whatever it is, however you move forward. And so it's really important that we react, but then we respond. Okay, so make sure you guys do that. Right, so whenever a disruption comes your way and stops your rhythm and pace, we need to go back to the word and what the Lord has told us, right? So a lot of the times when it, when, when there's a... a a disruption in my rhythm and my pace of life, right? You guys can go back to episode one. I was engaged and then I wasn't. That was a big disruption to my rhythm, to my pace of life. And and when that happened, it was like, uh, what's next? How, how do I move forward? What's the right direction? How, how do I go about this? Again, I reacted, but then I responded. And the way I responded was, I went to the last word that the Lord gave me. And that last word that he gave me was, Eddie, I love you. And it's going to be okay. Some of you might be like, what? Like that was enough to help you move forward? Like how, how did you know what to do next? It was enough. Because the moment I heard, Eddie, I love you. And it's going to be okay. Everything settled in my heart, in my spirit. Uh, my mind, the thoughts, and I was able to see clearly, and I was able to uh, realize that hey, no, no, I'm still, I'm still here. Everything's good. I just got to keep walking. I got to start walking again. And so, go back to the last word that the Lord told you, right? That's how we find that focus again, right? And that's part of our uh, question number two that I had. And so, number three was. How do you move forward, right? That was the third question that I asked. How do you move forward when your rhythm gets disrupted, your pace of life? Well, number one, lean into his grace. Lean into his grace, the grace of God. Lean into Jesus, right? Lean into that relationship that you get to have with him. And allow him to lead you and guide you. Leaning into God's grace is not admitting that you have it together. It's not admitting that that you know what's going to happen next. No, it's actually saying, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know that in your grace, right, you're going to lead me and guide me. And you're going to equip me. You're going to provide. So lean into his grace and lean into relationship. Allow him to lead you and guide you. Direct your life. Second thing, let the Lord join your tempo, right? Let him join your rhythm, 
your pace. That's why this series is titled, My Rhythm, His Grace. Yes, we have to get all these things done. And, and there's things that we want to accomplish to move forward to see, succeed in life. But without His grace, it's just your rhythm. And there's a lot of flesh in there. And sure, it might look good at the beginning, but it won't last. And I'm just speaking from experience. That was that was all my early 20s. And I wish I could go back, but I can't. And that's why I'm sharing this with you. Let the Lord join your tempo. Alright? Invite Him in into your rhythm, into your pace every single day. Lord, I have to get this, 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 and this done. And I feel like this is the pace that I got to go at. But Lord, I am inviting you in. I am asking for your grace to come in. To lead me and guide me, direct me. Tell me when to stop, when to slow down, when to speed up. Lead me and guide me into speaking to, to your sons and daughters and, and unbelievers. I invite you in. Join. Uh, I invite you to partner with me. I want to partner with you. My rhythm, but it's your grace. Man, and when you do that, there's so much freedom in that. He empowers you to do that. Right? He provides. My rhythm, His grace. And so, like I said, right, my all my twenties, my my early twenties, right, I'm twenty seven now, but my early twenties, full of ministry, full of God's grace, but it it wasn't everything that it could have been, because I made it all about me. I made it all about me. Every decision, every step I took, once I got to the top, you know, I I look back now and. Man, I, you know, th there's things that we can't control, right? There's things that really, it, it is the devil, right? Who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And a lot of times there's a lot of self-harm. There's things that we do that, that cause the issue, right? And then it's like a chain reaction. Well, everything, I would say, maybe 95% of the things that I've gone through in my early 20s was was self-harm, was things that I caused, and then there were some severe reactions to that. And so I I want to help you in, in your everyday life so that you don't make the same mistakes that I made in my early 20s, right? Yes, be on fire for the things of the Lord. Yes, have all these things that you want to accomplish and you want to walk in and, and, and yes, be passionate. But before you make any plans, before you, 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 you lock those things for the day, invite the Lord in. Invite him in and be okay with him messing up your day, your rhythm, your pace. Because he knows what's best for you. And he wants to provide. And he wants to give you the opportunity to grow. Right? And so it, it really does take maturity and acknowledging where you're at. Ask yourself these three questions. 
It also takes us being willing to say, yes, Lord, your way, your grace, your rhythm. Right? And so let's, let's, let's kill our flesh. Let's die to ourselves. Let's walk in the spirit. I love you. I hope this whole series encouraged you. It blessed you. That is the that is the heart behind these episodes. And so, again, we have tonight's episode. I also encourage you to go back to the last three episodes of My Rhythm, His Grace. And just know that in His Grace, you have the opportunity to turn things around right now, wherever you're at, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this episode. Right? And invite Him in to your rhythm your pace, your plans, and say, Lord, I invite you in. Do what you want to do. Mess up what you want to mess up. I am a willing vessel who is willing to say yes, who wants to be used by you to bless the kingdom. I love you. Hope you have a great, great day. Amen, amen. Praise God. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to today's episode. We hope it encouraged you, it blessed you, and if it did, please share it with somebody else. We love you, and we'll catch you next Monday.